Hey, fear is not your future because of Jesus Christ. He's already in the future. He's in the past, present, and future all at the same time, so nothing surprises God. Maybe something comes into your life that surprises you, something you never thought was going to happen, something you never expected, but it didn't surprise God. He was already there. He's already in your future to give you everything you need to make it through. So let's pray together because he loves you and he's got a word for you today. Dear God, I thank you that you're real. And I know Woodland Church is a place where people can find out that you're real and that you love them and that you care about every detail of their lives. So I pray today you would speak to us through your word and I know that your word is life-changing. Lord, I could say a lot of things, but it's only your word that changes lives. And so I thank you that you have a word for each and every one of us, whether they're worshiping online on the other side of the world or here in the Woodlands at the Woodlands campus or at our Itascacita campus. Lord, you got a word for each and every one of us, a personal and powerful word that we need to hear. So I pray you'd open our ears and our hearts to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. This last week, Chris and I got to spend a few amazing days in Yellowstone National Park, and she had never been. I hadn't been since I was a kid, and I remember how my parents put us in that station wagon with the wood sideboard, and they drove and drove and drove. I can't believe they did it. I have a whole new appreciation for my parents because it was in the days where there were no seatbelts. I mean, we three kids just fought the whole time. We had the whole back, you know, just to fight and to wrestle and to yell, and my dad would always make that threat. Don't you make me turn over. Don't, don't you make me stop. Don't you make me turn over to the side of the road. Don't you make me stop. And we knew that he wouldn't because he always wanted to make good time. And so we weren't worried about it. You know, we were just worried that the belt might come flying into the back seat while he was driving 70 miles an hour. And I look back and I think, how in the world did they do that? But Chris and I made it. We flew, of course. And, and one day after a hike, we went back to the lodge and we met an incredible artist named Kathy Burke whose medium is glass, and she makes these beautiful glass bowls, glass lamps, and wall hangings, all inspired by Yellowstone's beauty. Her art's in all the Yellowstone gift shops, and Kathy and her husband, Reese, just happened to be in the lodge that day with an exhibit of her art. And as Chris asked Kathy about how she makes those amazing pieces, I was talking to Reese, and when he found out I was a pastor, he said, I want to show you something I think you'll be really interested in. And he showed me a picture of one of Kathy's largest and most beautiful wall hangings. And, and here it is. And you can't even uh, get a grasp on how big this thing is. It's like seven feet long. And he said, we hung this on a wall at one of her exhibits. And a few minutes later, we heard this huge boom. And it sounded like a bomb had exploded. And we turned around to see the glass picture had fallen off the wall and shattered into a million pieces. And here's a picture of this that he showed me. And Reese said, I knew it was my fault because I had glued it to the backing and I didn't give it time to dry. And when it crashed to the ground, my wife and I just looked at the shattered pieces in disbelief. 
Then we looked at each other, and he said, at that moment, there's only one of two ways this thing can go. And he said, thankfully, my wife is amazing, and we both just started quietly picking up all the pieces. And then Kathy took them back to her studio, and with all the broken pieces, she made this. Just look. It's a beautiful bowl, and she named it the Spring Breakup, not because it broke up their marriage, (laughs) but the rivers in Yellowstone completely freeze over in the winter, and in the spring, the ice starts to break up, and all these fragmented pieces start flowing down the rivers, and they call it the Spring Breakup, and I hear it's amazing. The Spring Breakup for Kathy and Reese was followed by this beautiful bowl. And the spring breakup in Yellowstone is followed by the beautiful Yellowstone summer. And Reese said the, grass, the glass wall hanging was shattered in the spring. So the spring breakup led to this beautiful bowl. And when a negative change slams into your life and shatters your dreams and your life into a million pieces, there's only one of two ways it can go. You can choose to look back and try to go back to the way it was before, but you can't. Or you can pick up all the broken pieces and give it to the master artist and have him make something beautiful out of it. It won't look the same as it did before. There are some heartbreaks that come into our lives where nothing will ever be the same again, and you'll never be the same again. But if you let him... God can still make something beautiful out of the brokenness. You can choose joy in the change. And we're in this church-wide adventure. We're calling the Joy Challenge. And we're practicing choosing joy so we can experience joy no matter what's going on. And real joy is a gift from God. But it's a divine gift that has to be received with a choice. It can go one of two ways when change hits your life. You can choose joy or you can refuse joy. Joy doesn't start with a feeling. It starts with a choice. You don't get to choose most of the circumstances that come into your life, but you do get to choose joy in spite of your circumstances. Joy is a gift no human being can take away. Joy is something no problem can prevent and no circumstance can steal. What I'm saying is, and if you don't get this, you're going to miss it. If you don't get this, you'll never choose joy and experience joy. If you don't get this, then everything else I say is worthless. What I'm saying is your joy can't be stolen without your permission. Your joy can't be stolen without your permission. Your joy can't be taken away unless you let it be taken away. But I'm going to admit, even though I know this truth, that my joy can't be stolen without my permission seems like I let so many things steal my joy. And this weekend, we're talking about one of the most common joy stealers, the thief of change. The winds of change blow into everyone's life, whether we like it or not. Seasons change, times change, people change, circumstances change. And there are times in life we get blindsided by change that knocks us to our knees. And it's disorienting. It can even be devastating. And some of you today are getting battered by the winds of change. A change in your life you never saw coming. A change you didn't choose that wasn't your fault, that you have no control over. The kind of painful change that no one would ever choose for themselves. You didn't choose the change, 
but you can still choose joy. Even when you can't see it, even when you can't feel it, you can choose joy in the wind, or you can try to control the wind. When I try to control the wind, I lose my joy. When I try to control the winds of change, I let my joy be stolen away. When I try to change someone who won't change, I let that person steal my joy. When I try to change the past that can't be changed, I let the past steal my joy in the present. When I try to change a circumstance that's out of my control, I let my joy be stolen away. You can't control all the changes that come your way, but you can control whether or not you choose joy. That's what David did when all the circumstances in his life changed for the worse. I want you to open your Bibles to Psalms chapter 30. And in Psalms chapter 30, beginning with verse 6, and we're also going to read to verse 12. Would you stand in honor of God's word? Just follow along with me because David's life was going great, and then the winds of change hit. I don't want you to see what happened. When I was prosperous, I said, nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Then you turned away from me, and I was shattered. Hear me, Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. You can be seated. Here David recounts how everything in his life was going in the right direction. Everything was smooth sailing. Then the winds of change blew in without warning and battered his life and sent him into the depths of despair. And he says at first he let the changes that shattered his security also steal his joy. But then David takes this turn. Even in his pain, he chooses to cry out to the God of joy and something miraculous happens. David says, God, turn my mourning into joyful dancing. David was amazed that he could experience the dance of joy in the depths of his despair. David chooses joy, and he receives the divine gift of joy. And this passage shows us you can't stop painful changes from coming into your life, but the changes can't stop you from choosing joy. And you can discover the dance of joy that comes from within that God places in your life that can't be explained even in the depths of despair. But how do I do that? Because so many times I let painful changes, stressful changes, negative changes steal my joy. First, I need a faith that trusts God's purpose. I want you to look at verses six and seven of Psalm 30. David looks back and he says, when I was prosperous, I said, nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Then you turned away from me and I was shattered. See, David's life was going according to plan. And he felt like he had a good plan because he was following God. I mean, he loved God, he was following God and everything was just falling in place. Nothing was standing in the way of his plan. Then suddenly, the winds of change blow away his plan. And the real reason why we lose our joy when change hits is because our plan gets changed. Change changes the plan. 
We have this plan in our minds of how our life should be and then a sudden and unexpected change hits and it just blows up the plan. And when our plans get upended, we lose our joy. And there are those devastating changes that shatter our lives and instantly nothing will ever be the same again. You will never be the same again. There are some cold winds that really wound us. They change the plan so painfully that it doesn't make sense. And all you can think is, this is never the way it was supposed to be. Maybe the loss of a job. And you think at this stage of my life, my career should be thriving. It was never supposed to be this way. Or it's a change in marital status where you've gone through a painful divorce and you went into marriage thinking it was going to last forever, but it didn't. And you find yourself now where you never thought you would be, single again. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Or maybe it's the loss of a loved one. You had a future planned together and now everything has changed. It wasn't supposed to be this way. After our grandson Jude went to be with the Lord after just one day on this earth, Chris and I were in Cincinnati with Josh and Kelly and Cincinnati was the hospital where he was born was there in Cincinnati because Cincinnati had the only hospital where these amazing doctors were doing this experimental treatment that gave Jude a chance. And Josh and Kelly and Chris flew home to grieve and plan the funeral service. And I flew home the next day with Jude's body in a tiny coffin in cargo. And while I was on that plane, I thought, we live in a world where coffins this small are necessary. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. And my heart was broken for Josh and Kelly because no parent should ever have to bury their child, whether they're one day old, 10 years old, 40 years old. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. I mean, what about the plans that are only good and then hurricane force winds of change slam into your life and shatter your world. And David says, I was shattered. David says, when everything in my world turned upside down, I said, God, where are you? God, I felt like you had abandoned me, that you'd turned your back on me. It felt like you were nowhere around. The plan was shattered and my heart was shattered into a million pieces. David's heart was broken and the good plan was shattered, but it couldn't shatter God's purpose. If you're a believer, no change that comes into your life can change God's purpose. Look at Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. There is no change that comes into your life that can change God's purpose for your life. David didn't understand why God allowed the devastating changes into his life. And at first, I'm sure he wanted to go back to the way it was before. To go back to the way it was before the plan was upended. And that's just natural for us. When our hearts are shattered by the winds of change, everything in us wants to go back to what it was like before the hurricane hit. But we can't. We only have one of two choices. You know, we can try to go back to the way it was before, but we can't, it just keeps us stuck. Or we can choose joy and give the broken pieces to the master artist and let him make something beautiful out of all the brokenness. David finally came to the place where he accepted the fact that he couldn't go back and change the past, 
but he could choose to trust God's purpose even though he didn't understand it. And we can't go back before the plan was shattered, but we can choose joy and let God take the shattered pieces and make something beautiful out of it. It won't be the same, but it'll be beautiful. And it will be God's purpose. So first, I need a faith that trusts God's purpose even when I don't understand it. But then secondly, I need a foundation that never changes. In a world of constant change and uncertainty, you better have a foundation that doesn't change. In Matthew 7, 24, Jesus said, they are foundational words to build a life on. If you work these into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built this house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. In a shaky and uncertain world, you need a solid foundation that never changes. And God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Look what he says about himself in Malachi 3.6. I am the Lord and I do not change. It's important to remember when things are constantly changing, we have a God who never changes. God never changes. He's always faithful. Now at Yellowstone, the big attraction is Old Faithful, the geyser that is constant. And one night, Chris and I were taking a walk, trying to dodge all of those heated pools and mud pots and, and all those thermal geysers that were around, but we stayed on the boardwalk and Old Faithful just happened to go off and we got a good picture. Chris took the picture because I'm terrible at it. With her cell phone, just watch. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Old Faithful going off in the moonlight, and we always talk about Old Faithful and how faithful Old Faithful is. Did you know Old Faithful's not really that faithful? I didn't realize this. It's changed a lot over the years. You know, 50 years ago, it would go off about every hour, give or take a few minutes. Now, after an earthquake, it goes off about every hour and a half, give or take a few minutes, and it's always changing because the Earth's crust is always moving. And so it will continue to change but not the God who made Old Faithful. He is always faithful, he never changes. He always tells the truth, he's always dependable. In a world where it seems like you can't count on anyone or anything, you can always count on God. He's the one you can build your life on. And God's word never changes. It has all the answers for everything you go through in life. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. You can count on God's word, it doesn't change. So the first decision you have to make is what will you base all your decisions on? And once you decide you're going to follow God's word because it's true, that makes all the rest of your decisions in life a whole lot easier because you have your foundation of what you're gonna base all your decisions on. You base your decisions on God's word that never changes, not popular opinion, not what our ever-changing culture says, not what's cool or makes you sound really smart or what you feel like at the moment, but you make decisions based on the truth of God's word. It makes life a whole lot easier. You better decide what never changes in your life because you're gonna make decisions based on something, based on what you feel, based on what's popular, based on what culture says. You're gonna make decisions based on something and if you make decisions based on something that's constantly changing, then you're gonna feel insecure because if you place 
your faith and you put something first in your life that changes or can be taken away, you'll always feel insecure and unstable. But you base your life on the truth of God's word. That's why we're having a master class. Woodland Seminary is having a master class that's open to everyone. It starts Thursday night. It's called Developing a Biblical Worldview. And how you develop that worldview is you get to know that foundation. And it's going to be taught by Shalaxel Johansson, the dean of our seminary. I'll be teaching as well. And Dr. Paul Looney, our Christian psychiatrist on staff, will be teaching. We're going to take some of these hot topics in the world today and see what the Bible says. And if you have this biblical worldview, this foundation, it makes all these decisions a whole lot easier. And we're going to start men's Bible study Tuesday night. And by the way, if you want to sign up for that Woodland Seminary course, that master class, uh, you can go online and you'll see a banner there and you can get signed up. You even get seminary credit, but you don't have to go to uh, Woodland Seminary, be a part of it. It's open to everyone in the church. And then the men's Bible study I'll be teaching starts Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the Woodlands campus. And so there's so many ways to really Get into God's word, develop a biblical worldview because that has all the answers for everything you go through in life. And the Bible says that life is sacred. That's why no matter what painful change comes your way, if you're alive, then you're living in a sacred moment. Every heartbeat, every breath is a sacred moment. And we need to take advantage of it. But many times we get stuck in the past or we're worried about the future. We regret the past, we worry about the future, and all it does is mess up life today and we miss out on those sacred moments because we're always trying and waiting to enjoy life. When we've got to take advantage of the moment because life is sacred, all life is sacred, the Bible says. If you want a biblical worldview, then you've got to see that all life is sacred or you'll never experience joy. If you're alive, if you're breathing, then you're in a sacred moment right now that God wants you to enjoy and take advantage of. Look what David said in Psalm 139. For you, God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. David says, God, you knit me together in my mother's womb. See, God planned you and created you in your mother's womb. That's why there's no such thing as an unplanned pregnancy. Your parents may not have planned you, but God did. God planned you. God has a purpose for your life. You're not an accident. God planned you for a purpose. That's why abortion is so wrong, because it short circuits God's plan. And that's why we at Woodland Church have our celebration of life weekend this weekend. And we have a ministry fair out here at the Woodlands campus where we've got tents and tables on the plaza and our Woodlands Church Foster and Adoption Ministry will be out there. It's an amazing ministry. And some of our partner organizations that we support that offer resources to children in foster care, under-resourced families. We have our Pregnancy Assistance Center North that we support that's out there that help women in crisis pregnancies with the resources to carry their child because life is sacred. And that's the truth, and so we will always stay with the truth. The Bible says that life is sacred, all life, and we're to love the least of these, and the least of the least of these are an unborn child. And so 
That's why we stick to the truth and not culture at Woodland Church, but we always do it in love because the Bible says it's truth in love. That's who Jesus was. He was full of truth, full of love, the Bible says. And so it's all about love. It's not about condemning someone. It's about loving them and helping them see the truth that will bless and benefit their life. And so if you want to become a foster family, we need so many more foster families. And and you can find out how out there with some of these organizations. And if not, you can support a foster family or a teenager in foster care. And if you don't feel called to foster or help a foster family, we can all do something. Next weekend, we're going to have a coat and jacket drive, and everyone can bring a new or slightly used coat and jacket and kids through adult sizes. And we'll have these bins that you can put them in when you get here all over both of our campuses. And we do this because when the weather turns cold, we're bombarded with requests in our foster care closet for coats and jackets, and don't bring your old ratty coats. This is not a chance for you to clear out your closet. You know, these kids deserve something nice. And so get them something new or something slightly used, a coat or a jacket, and every one of us can be involved in this because it's all about love and truth. And I'm so proud of our adoption and foster care ministry and what God's doing through it. See, you have to build your life on a foundation that never changes. You decide what never changes, and then you gotta be willing and flexible to change everything else you need to change, to change and grow. It's so important to always be changing and growing, but you don't change the one thing that never changes. You decide what never changes, and then you gotta be flexible to change everything else so you can grow in life. And so many times, God allows changes into my life to push me out of my comfort zone so that I'll change and grow. The railroad barons in the 1800s controlled the transportation industry. They were making millions upon millions of dollars, but then the car came along and pretty much put them out of business with the passenger and transportation industry because those railroad barons didn't know what business they were in. They thought they were in the railroad business. And they were really in the transportation business. So the change hit them and destroyed them and left them behind because they didn't know what their purpose was. And if you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't know what's important, and you don't know the one thing that can never change, then change will leave you behind. You'll be slammed by change because you gotta know what your purpose is and never change that. They thought their purpose was being in the railroad business and making those railroads successful. They were in the transportation business. They didn't know what their purpose was and the change left them behind. You better know what never changes and what you're gonna build your life on and you never change that. And then you're flexible to change everything else so you can grow. That's been one of the secrets of Woodland Church. We've decided what will never change, and that's God's word. We teach God's word. We don't change from God's word, whether it's popular, whether it's not, what culture says. We choose the word over the world, but then we're willing to change everything else to reach people. We'll change the methods. You know, I mean, technology, for example. We use technology as it changes. We want to be 
ahead of that technology as it changes. Why? To get the message of the truth of God's word out. And we're going to always be changing, always be growing. That's what God wants. But we've decided what will never change. And we're willing to change anything else he wants us to change to fulfill the purpose that he has for us. So you better decide what you'll never change. And then be willing to let God grow you and change you. And we're always changing for the good or the worse. For the better or the worse, we're always changing. And we can choose that. You see, whenever painful changes come into our lives, we have to face it. Now, usually we resist it, we ignore it, we grumble about it, but it doesn't do any good. I don't know if you're like me, but usually when a painful change comes into my life, the first thing I do is not choose joy, I let it steal my joy. But I'm learning, like David, that I can't do anything about it. If it's a change that I can't control or change, then I've gotta face it. I've gotta choose to face it. I can't deny it. Grumbling about it does no good, but then I have to face it. You gotta face it, you gotta face it. You gotta look for what God is doing in faith. God is preparing you for something big. There's no pain without a purpose. You face it, you accept it, you turn it over to God, all the broken pieces so he can make something beautiful out of it because that's what he's doing, whether you see it or not. Every pain prepares you for a bigger purpose. And there's no problem that can stop God's purpose for your life. And so when you face it, you surrender to God, but then you faith it and you start looking for the new thing God is doing. Because even in the painful changes, God is leading you to a new place. God is leading you to a new level. God has new opportunities for you, but you've gotta get your eyes up, look to him, and look out to see what he's doing. God never wastes the hurt. God never wastes the sorrow. God never wastes a teardrop. And in your tears, turn it over and trust. You see, before change hits, David had the wind at his back. It was smooth sailing. Then the winds changed and everything in his life goes in the other direction. And at first, he tries to fight the wind. He tries to control the wind. He wants to change the direction of the wind back to the way it was before. And when he finally comes to the place where he's worn out, he surrenders to God. Instead of fighting the wind, he gives over control of the God who stills the wind, the God who calms the storm, and in his tears, he starts to trust in the God of joy. And look what David says in Psalm 40. He has given me a new song to sing of praises to our God. Now many will hear the glorious things he did for me and stand in awe before the Lord and put their trust in him. Maybe all the painful changes in your life have stolen your song of joy. You once had a song of joy that was coming loudly from your heart, this beautiful melody, but now it's gone because you've allowed the painful change to steal your song of joy. God wants to give you a new song to sing. It won't be that same old song. It was a good song that you used to sing, but the painful change has blown that song away. But God wants to give you a new song to sing, one that rises from your heart that no circumstance can steal away. 
and with a little bit of imperfect faith you have, place it all on God and in the middle of the pain, choose joy, whether you feel like it or not. And God takes care of the rest because it's not your job to conjure up joy. It's a divine gift from God that you can't receive without choosing it. God wants you to choose joy. So all you gotta do is choose joy whether you feel like it or not. Well, God, I don't feel like it. Who cares? God says you choose joy in faith. And then it's God's job to give you joy. And when you choose joy, he begins to fill your heart with a new song that can't be stolen. And at first, you can barely hear the music, but you keep choosing joy. You keep choosing. At first, you probably can't even hear the music. Usually when we choose joy and really painful changes, at first, we can't hear one note, but it's playing. It's playing. We just don't have the ears that are sensitized to it yet, but it's playing. And then as we keep choosing joy, it gets a little louder, gets a little louder, then you can hear it. It's soft, but you keep choosing joy, and then it gets a little louder, and it gets a little louder. You keep choosing joy, you keep choosing joy, you keep choosing joy, and then the song gets louder and louder until it fills up your heart and your life, and you dance the dance of joy, and then it's so loud that everyone around you can hear it, and they're amazed by it because they look at your life and they go, how in the world do they have such joy with what they're going through? And it can only be explained by God. Are you going to choose joy this week, Woodland Church? Are you going to choose joy? And you're going to receive that new song that God has for you in your heart? Let's stand together and let's pray. Dear God of joy, I just pray right now that you would just speak to every one of our hearts because I know there's so many today who've experienced the cold wind of a painful change that's knocked them to their knees, Lord. And, and I know that their song has been stolen away, but I know you wanna give them a new song. So I pray today that we would all just take those broken pieces of what we thought our life should be and would be, and we would give them over to you, the master artist, and let you make something beautiful out of it. And Lord, even in the pain Help us to trust your purpose when we can't see it. And then, Lord, help us to build our lives on the foundation that never changes. Your love for us and your word of truth that you give us because you love us. I just pray today that everyone within the sound of my voice would make a commitment to build their life on the solid foundation of your word. Because, Lord, we live in really shaky times that are always changing and usually it's not for the better. We live in very uncertain times, but Lord, we have an anchor for the soul and that's you because you never change and we can always count on you. And Lord, it seems like you can't count on anything or anyone today, but I know we can count on you. So I pray for those, Lord, who are experiencing the winds of change that are battering their life and shattering their dreams that you would just fill them with peace and you would begin that new song of joy that would start welling up in their heart and get louder and louder until it fills up everything in their life and they realize that it's a joy no circumstance can steal. Bring healing to us, Lord. Heal us in our most broken places. Put us back together and make us into something beautiful. 
may not be the same as it was, but it'll be beautiful to you, beautiful to others. And I thank you, Lord, that you want to do that right now. So I pray that you would heal broken marriages. You would heal broken hearts. You would heal broken emotions. You would heal broken bodies and broken lives as only you can. We thank you, Jesus, that you're in the healing business. Do it now. And I pray, Lord, that you would heal those spiritually who have never received you, the God of joy, that they would pray this prayer right now in the silence of their heart. Dear Jesus Christ, I need you. I've tried so many things, and I've tried to control the wind, and I'm worn out. So I surrender to you, Jesus Christ, the God who stills the wind. Come into my life and fill me with your joy. Help me follow you from now on. Be the Lord of my life. I accept your free gift of joy, your free gift of heaven, your free gift of salvation and forgiveness that I can never earn or deserve. Now help me grow in my faith. Change me and grow me. I want to build my life on you, the solid foundation. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, Christ came into your life and a party is happening in heaven, the Bible says. Hey, this week, don't forget, men's Bible study starts at both of our campuses. Here at the Woodlands, it's Tuesday night at 7. And right here at the campus, I'm teaching the, the course. I'm teaching the study. We're going to have a lot of fun. I hope a lot of you guys will come up. I think we're having buffalo wings this week. I think we're just, we're just watching uh, football and having buff. No, not really. Wives, we are having buffalo wings, though. And uh, we'll have a, a, the hottest buffalo wing contest or something. We'll have a lot of fun, and we're going to learn from God's Word, our solid foundation. And then the seminary course, Developing a Christian and a Biblical Worldview, will be Thursday night starting at 7. You can sign up for that. You can sign up for the men's Bible study online as well. You know, there's no one who's going to love you like Jesus Christ. When you build your life on him, you're building your life on someone you can count on and on someone who will always love you no matter what. He loves you no matter what. No matter what sins I've committed, no matter what you've done, God loves you no matter what. He offers forgiveness and grace. He cares about you. There's nobody going to love you like Jesus. Let's sing it with all our hearts. Hey, church. Thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.